0: Start with the bare minimum, do a hormone test, see where you're at, start working on fixing your hormones, or you could even do it backwards, do a gut test and then do the hormone test. But meet yourself where you're at. I meet my clients where they're at. Start where you can. But then if you can, if you're somebody who's like, I'm having a ton of symptoms, I want to do with everything I can to figure out what's going on here. So I don't have to struggle with this anymore. So I tell people, this is what you need to do. This is what needs to be optimized and fixed. And this is how you do it.
1: Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. I cannot tell you how grateful I am to have my labs run and updated multiple times a year, especially right now, being in perimenopause, along with having Hajimoto's thyroiditis, which unfortunately is out of remission, and with me currently struggling with low thyroid function. Currently, with the help of labs that I am running basically every 90 days right now, I am crawling out of the hole of low thyroid function, which for me feels like severe brain fog and bone-crushing fatigue. Honestly, there are days where I'm having a hard time functioning and doing all the things that I want and need to do. Now, I do plan on sharing a full episode on my health update and what are the ways that I am, again, reversing Hashimoto's thyroiditis and bringing my thyroid levels back to optimal range because I know that there are so many women struggling with low thyroid function. They are struggling with a mismanagement of thyroid medication, and they're even struggling with Hashimoto's thyroiditis and don't know what to do. So I plan on releasing that episode within the next month or so because I want to give you an update and I also want to provide the recommendations and the protocols that I am following that is pulling me out of one of the kind of biggest health issues that I've had in a very long time. Now note that this has been a health issue for me. I've had hajimotos and the thing about autoimmune conditions is that you never fully, fully get rid of them. You're just able to put them into remission but due to a multitude of things that happened all at the same time, I kind of just lit my system up and I do plan on sharing that all with you very soon. Now, what I also know is that you too have symptoms that you are dealing with and that you want answers to. Often symptoms provide the most insight into what is going on with us, but labs, especially functional labs, can confirm and even further identify what is going on inside of our bodies. Now, recently I did an episode on perimenopause and what labs that I recommend to have as a baseline for women. And I highly recommend going back and listening to the episode. It's episode 539, Everything You Need to Know About Navigating Hormone Changes in Perimenopause. Now, if you're listening right now and you're wondering, "Am I? should I go listen to that episode? Am I in perimenopause? This episode is ideal for any woman between the ages of 35 and 55. So if you fit in that demographic like I do, definitely go take a moment and listen to that episode. Now, to make it super easy, because I know that time is a very precious commodity, here are the list of labs that I shared in that episode that I recommend to every woman so that they run them once a year to get a picture of their overall health. So labs to request, a full lipid panel, which includes total cholesterol, HDL, LDL, an ApoB, if they'll run it, triglycerides, and there may be some other lipids they may look at as well, a complete blood panel, which is usually never hard to get. Almost every lab will have a complete blood panel in it, a metabolic panel, vitamin D3, ferritin and iron, C-reactive protein to see if there's any inflammation in the body. Regarding sugar, hemoglobin A1C and a fasting glucose, and ideally a fasting insulin. Now, regarding a thyroid panel, because as I mentioned, millions upon millions of women are struggling with low thyroid function and have no idea, especially in perimenopause and menopause. And often doctors just chalk it up to you being in perimenopause and menopause. So the thyroid panel that you want to request is definitely the thyroid stimulating hormone, T4, free T4, free T3. T3, so total T3, and then you want to look at antibodies just in case, which is the TPO antibodies. Now, bonus ones that I love because it goes deeper into understanding what's going on with your metabolism and looking at kind of overall energy levels and methylation levels are going to be uric acid, B12, B9, also known as folate, human growth factor, so IGF1, and again, as I mentioned, fasting insulin. And if you can get testosterone and DHEA and cortisol, I mean, you know, go for it. Now, to dig into the sex hormones specifically, I do recommend the Dutch Complete Test because this test looks at sex hormones and their metabolites, the overall diurnal pattern of free cortisol, and the total distribution of cortisol metabolites in addition to the organic acid tests, which provide insight into nutritional deficiencies, oxidative stress, gut dysbiosis, melatonin, and neural inflammation, and so much more. Now, if you want to go into more comprehensive testing, like a gut test, I recommend a GI map and a hair tissue mineral analysis to look at minerals, to look at heavy metals, to look at toxins, again, to just get an overview. But the first list that I offered you, those are all blood labs, and those are often what we can get approved from our general practitioner without having to go out of insurance because a lot of the comprehensive functional labs that we're going to be talking about today, you may need to pay out of pocket, which is what I'm doing right now. And I'm so grateful that I get to do so because it allows me to get to the root cause of what's going on with me so much faster now. And to provide you today with a deeper understanding to why functional labs can offer you a window into what is going on with you at a really deep cellular level, I invited Dr. Kayla Smith, to the show to share her recommendations with you and why functional labs can be an absolute game changer, especially if you are doing, you know, the baseline recommendations, like you're taking my metabolism and hormone reset course and you get to the very end and you do all the things and yet something still isn't right. That's when we want to step in and look at further functional lab testing, right? When you have checked all the boxes and you're still feeling not so great, right? Then we need to look into what could be happening in the gut. Is there an autoimmune component? Is there something we're missing? Is there some type of, you know, is it mycotoxins? Is it a parasite? You know, is it heavy metals? That's where the functional testing really begins to shine a light of like, oh, this is what's going on. So before we get into this epic conversation with Dr. Kayla Smith, I want to quickly sing her praises. Dr. Kayla Smith is a holistic, integrative fertility and hormone doctor specializing in fertility, hormones, and pregnancy. Having overcome personal struggles with infertility, Dr. Kayla successfully conceived by implementing her hormone puzzle method, which takes holistic approach to preparing the body for pregnancy from the inside out. Since then, she's been on a mission to support women and couples facing fertility challenges, helping them solve their fertility puzzle so that they can get and stay pregnant and have a healthy pregnancy, give birth, and have a super healthy baby, and also ease through postpartum. So you can learn more about her at CoachKayla.com. Let's welcome Dr. Kayla Smith to the show. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. Kayla, honey, how are you doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure to have you back. And since you've been back, you got a PhD, you're a doctor. And I would love for you to just, because you shared this epic win with me, I would love for you to share your epic win with your kind of finishing out your PhD with your dissertation and the study that you did with the 12 women.
0: For sure. So I got my PhD in natural and holistic medicine. And my dissertation was on optimizing fertility through quantum medicine. And I did a study and I had 12 women. It's crazy to me how hard it is to get people to do a study. But 12 women, which is good. Um, And so we worked together for 12 weeks. We worked to optimize mind, body, spirit. And we ended up getting six of those 12 women pregnant. They all had struggled with infertility. What was crazy to me is they all had trauma in their lives that we worked to help them heal, which I think was correlation to their fertility struggles. So six women got pregnant out of 12, 50% success rate. So cool.
1: I would love to dive. I know we're going to talk about functional labs today um, regarding just understanding our hormones a little bit better. And I know women so deeply want to understand because so often they're told that everything's fine or that even they won't even get, they don't get tested for it. They're just told there's no reason to test for that. So they get gaslit there. But before we dive into that, I would love for you to talk a little bit about in your experience with women with infertility, you know, it's. it sounds to me kind of a little bit about the work that you're doing is really up-leveling some of the epigenetics and obviously overcoming the trauma piece too. And so can you just talk a little bit about your experience in working with women regarding infertility and what are some of the biggest, because obviously the new stats came out, one in six of us will struggle and more and more of us are waiting until we're a little bit older to have children as well and so i know that this all all of these things are kind of playing a role you know a lot of women aren't told uh, that if they're on birth control for you know a decade or more that it's going to be an issue you just a lot of things where we just kind of been gaslit into you know just being told that we can get pregnant whenever we can <laughs> i know that's what i was told when i was a little girl like yeah don't don't get pregnant was what i was told you know and that it's so easy to do that it's so accidental You know, that, you know, it it just happens for you. And obviously that narrative is shifting and changing, but what are some of the biggest issues that you're seeing that you're working with women regarding infertility?
0: Yeah, sure. So the first I want to say is definitely we were taught we could have sex and get pregnant and it's that easy. But I also think it goes in the other direction. We're gaslighted a lot around your 35, your fertility is going to fall off a cliff. You might as well just do IVF. And that is not true. I work with people. My oldest client was 45 years old. We got her pregnant naturally and I had my last at 40. So you can definitely get pregnant later in life. And after 35, you had your babies in your 40s, correct? Correct.
1: At forty, yeah, forty-one. I had Kingston at forty-one. So it can happen. Yeah, it's absolutely. Oh, I know so many women who are freezing their eggs in their thirties because they're just being told that that's what they need to do. And I I really want to open the door for what's truly possible. But but one of the things that a, a dear friend of mine pointed out to me recently, and I hadn't even thought about this, but that you know, they a lot of our whole our family society they gear us up for college. They gear us up for the PhD program, if that's what we so choose to do. We spend, what, a year or more planning a wedding if we're getting married. You know, it's just all this planning that we do to gear up. But we never were told or were ever, you know, kind of brought to light that we should really be planning for conception. And if And honestly, and not to say that those things aren't important to plan too, because absolutely they are, but I would have to say that in all the things that I've planned for in my life, Probably what I thought was the most important thing for me to plan for was for having Kingston. One, to clear my trauma. I was abused my whole childhood. So I know I needed one. I just didn't want to do what was done to me to my son. You know, I didn't want that to happen. And and unconsciously, you know, I didn't want, you know, I I know I'm a disassociated attachment uh, style, you know, and so I was like, you know, is that going to like land on my son's lap? You know, and so I wanted to clear a lot of that for one. But then also, you making sure that my metabolic health was dialed, making sure that my egg quality is great, making sure that my hormones are dialed as well, my thyroid hormone, progesterone, all of these things, my blood sugar is balanced, you know, all these things that I took into consideration... And then I ended up doing a, a program with one of my dear friends, Dr. Cleopatra, her Primester program. And so like then I was working on all those aspects as well, which is very similar to what you were talking about in the program or the research program that you did with the 12 women was really getting into that deeper energetic epigenetic where we are up leveling. You were making, not only did you get 12 women pregnant, but you made six super babies
0: right for sure for sure and that's what i was going to say you know our fertility doesn't fall off our cliff at 35 but there's definitely things that you need to do to be proactive to optimize your body for pregnancy and fertility no matter what your age is i always say if you want to have a baby tomorrow or in five years you need to start thinking about these things now and some of what i do and some of what i see that are causing these fertility issues are a lot of what we're going to talk about here today with the functional lab testing but a lot of think time there's a root cause underneath the fertility issues and it's not just that you're 35 plus it's that you have one of these issues going on your thyroid is off and not working the way that it needs to maybe you're either hyper or hypo maybe your pathway your estrogen pathways are not working the way they need to they're not detoxing the way they need to so you're estrogen dominant or maybe that you know your your insulin's not working you you know got all these issues with pcos and you're diagnosed with pcos so there's many things that that can cause fertility issues, but all of that is fixable if we figure out what those roots are. And that's what we do through functional labs.
1: Mm, I love that. Yeah, and I mean, that is that is the name of the game. And I, I believe that we all deserve to optimize our body, whether we're trying to get pregnant or not. I always think about our reproductive system, it's so intertwined, so deeply connected to our gut health, our liver health, our liver, being able to process excess estrogen, to our hormone health, including our metabolic hormones like thyroid and insulin, to our emotional resilience. And, you know, it's interesting to me that a lot of us weren't told that your reproductive system, your monthly cycle, is really predicated on the health of it, on how healthy your body is. And that, especially for women, that a lot of things have got to be working good enough in order to have a really robust and quite functional reproductive system, a monthly cycle every single month. And so I don't think anyone's ever told us that, you know, we're just kind of like told to take Motrin or told to deal with our menstrual cramps or, you know, you know, all the things that we were kind of or just told to be on birth control, whatever that may be, but that we weren't ever looking at like, Oh, maybe because you are literally gro- you have the capacity of growing babies That there is so much about the health and well-being of your body, your mitochondria, your cells, all of it, that really need to be dialed in order to allow for your reproductive system to be primed up to actually conceive if that's something you so choose to do.
0: For sure. For sure. And I know a lot of your listeners too are heading into perimenopause and menopause. And so if you're listening to this thinking, well, I'm past my prime for making babies, you still need to be thinking about this because the more you can ovulate, I'm sure you know this, Dr. Marie said, the more you can ovulate before you go into peri and menopause the better you're going to set yourself up for optimal health in your senior years. You're going to be free from diseases, from heart disease, and even Alzheimer's and dementia have to do with how well your body's working in your reproductive years. So it's all super important, all tied together.
1: Absolutely. Well, your reproductive longevity or your, your reproductive age, you know, I say right until the wheels fall off. Like you want to be ovulating <laughs> I mean, if we could, we we should be ovulating all the way into our hundreds. You know what I'm saying? If the, if that was if it was working in our favor, because those that's the protection. You know how we stay protected is that those reproductive hormones are continuing to cycle every single month, and the more that we can continue to have them do that, we can extend our reproductive age. The better off we are, and then obviously at some point they are going to drop. They are going to precipitously decline as our ovaries go into retirement. But then, you know, the options of ensuring that your metabolic health is locked and loaded, making sure that your other hormones are optimized, and even considering if it's a fit for you, you know, kind of exploring the world of bioidentical hormones. And so just figuring out what, again, everybody's, everyone's got to look at that for themselves. But this is the one thing that I've realized in the work that I do is that I find that women suffer needlessly and that we shouldn't have to, that we should not have to suffer needlessly. And so I am a big fan of using every single tool in the toolbox. I'm like, you got a tool I can use? Because hook me up. Like if I'm i right? I mean, I'm 50. My, mama had, my mom went into menopause at 50, the average age, 52, maybe 53. And I'm like, can I like, can I push it to 55? But then also... What is a tool if I plan on living at least into my 80s? What do you got for me for the next 30 years? It's a long time, you know, a very long time. It's about
0: laying those foundational pieces, which we're going to talk about here in a minute, you know, with nutrition and lifestyle pieces. But definitely, if you need a little help, bioidentical, I'm all for that, too. And I actually myself just started playing around a little bit. My functional doctor, because, you know, you can't treat yourself. So my functional doc was like, you're a little low in testosterone. I was like, all right, let's try a little bit. I feel like I'm in my 20s. I mean, my sex drive, my energy. I'm like, "Damn, I should have tried this sooner." <laughs> so, you can optimize all the way into your, you know, midlife and feel amazing, but use the tools that you have for sure.
1: Absolutely. I 100%. And again, having I love that you shared that. I love that you shared that. So, mo, so many women do not know that we start to precipitously drop testosterone in our late 20s. Late 20s ladies, you know, and you know, it can really feel like and a lot of us, again, we're not taught to know what it feels like to have lower um, or like less optimal testosterone levels because in the typical healthcare system, it's not a hormone that we should even be concerned about. Or we, there's no FDA regulated or approved testosterone therapy for women at all. So you have to work with a functional doctor in order to get compounded testosterone. So just a heads up there. But yeah, if you're feeling unmotivated, your confidence is gone, your sex drive is gone, you don't, you're not feeling as, as energized or youthful, it could absolutely be testosterone. So it's a consideration. If you're not sleeping at night, if you're feeling more anxious, your mental resilience is in the, in the gutter, like you are, you're feeling more stressed than usual, it could be progesterone that we know that precipitously drops. And those two, they love to drop together. Mm-hmm. Estrogen too. Estrogen. A lot
0: of people think menopause is high estrogen. No, it's low estrogen. And that estrogen is dropping off that cliff. Yes.
1: No. Yeah. I just, I mean, thirties. Like I find that women are dealing with stuff in their thirties. It's insulin, it's testosterone, progesterone, estrogen. She could still be doing her thing, but yes, as we get into our mid to late forties and menopause, oh, oh, estrogen, she's definitely not where she was anymore. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about functional labs. Let's talk about the labs that are actually giving us some insight here. And Kayla, honey, do you recommend foundational labs? Like when do you recommend having baseline labs so that we kind of get a sense of where we're at in the journey?
0: Yes, I recommend a a yearly health, you know, well visit with your if you have a primary doctor, like for myself, I have my functional doctor, she runs all my basic lab work every year, does all my blood counts, my A1C, you know, all those fasting insulin, does those basic metabolic, you know, and, and basic blood labs. So you definitely want to do that yearly, just to kind of see your overall health picture. But when you want to bring in these functional labs, this is when you want to get a deeper picture, you want to look at symptoms and say, are my blood labs saying normal, but I'm still experiencing symptoms, that's when you want to dive a little deeper and say maybe the blood labs aren't necessarily picking up what I need to find, especially when it comes to hormones, when you test hormones through blood, as I'm sure you know this, but blood work, it's going to show a snapshot in time of what's happening right when these hormones are tested, doesn't show fluctuations, it doesn't show methylation, it doesn't show detox or excretion, how the body's actually using the hormones. So getting a deeper dive look into this root cause and the whole hormone picture is where functional labs come in for the hormone testing. And then we can also talk to I like to do additional I like to do hair tissue mineral analysis to see where our minerals are at. I like to do a gut test. And those three are kind of my go-tos when it comes to looking deeper.
1: So annual, we want to run the blood labs. And do you recommend running the full thyroid panel then to if you're having symptoms of
0: thyroid issues, yes. If you're not having any symptoms, I would say still do T3 and T4 um, and TSH. But if you're having any symptoms, then yes, do the antibodies, do the full thyroid panel. And two, think about what your overall toxic burden is. If you have breast implants, if you have, um, you know, if you've struggled with an autoimmune in the past and you want to kind of see where you're at with that, you definitely want to run the full thing.
1: And even just to kind of spend a little bit of time, I know we're going to get into functional labs, but just, I've gotten so many questions about the, just the typical lab. And I will say that it is so rare to get a fasting insulin. I mean, you really have to beg for it, I find. So fast, beg for the fasting insulin.
0: Yeah, functional doctor will
1: do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, your functional doctor will totally run it. Uh, maybe I'll run a hemoglobin A1C if you're like over 35 years old. Yeah, okay, so obviously a functional doctor is the best place to go. And when we're talking about functional labs, that's the only place you're going to get these labs anyway. I'm just going to be real clear. But get what you can from your primary you know, and, and that is the C, you know, the complete blood panel, lipid panel, metabolic panel, see if you can get hemoglobin A1C, fasting glucose, C C-reactive protein, and any other, anything that they'll give you, get as much as you can. And then now we're talking about the functional labs to kind of tack onto what's going on specifically for our hormones. Um, so let's, let's start with hormones and then let's move over to mineral and then over to gut testing as well. How does that sound?
0: Sure, sure. And I would say if you can find somebody in your area that's like the person I'm seeing, a functional doc that sees locally, like my doc will run my insurance for any lab I want. And so if you can find that, sometimes your regular PC is not going to do that. It's not going to run some of these more, you know, more comprehensive tests. So there is people like that out there in your local community, so look for them. But if not, definitely go through your regular PC and get what you can get, like you said. But for the hormone tests, the functional lab tests that I like to do, I run the dried urine hormone tests through Meridian Valley Labs, which is similar to Dutch Meridian Valley was first on the market with their dried urine hormone tests, and I feel like it's more comprehensive and it shows more markers. And so again, what this test will do is it'll show you how your hormones are fluctuating, how they're being methylated, detoxing excreted for your estrogens and some of your androgens. It'll also show you a full picture of your stress hormones, your glucocorticoids, your mineral corticoids. It'll show if you're in adrenal fatigue. It'll show if you're in pre-adrenal fatigue, which is a thing that I'm seeing a lot now. It'll show, you know, how you're, you're detoxing all of that. It'll show your melatonin, what that looks like. Some organic acids, which are the byproducts when you're breaking down some of your B vitamins that can show your insulin. It can show if your insulin resistance resistance. resistance. So many different things can be shown on these labs. And then once we figure out what it's showing, what it's saying, you want to work with a practitioner who can read it and who can write a protocol around it. And then we will tackle what exactly is going on in there and tackle that root cause or
1: causes. Mm, Okay, perfect. So and then what's so great about either of those tests is they're at home tests. And so you just take it, you do it at home, you get it sent in. And then obvious not going to lie, not easy to read if you don't know how to read them. So I wouldn't recommend you just get your results. I mean, even our normal work, blood workup can be really difficult to read if you don't know what you're looking for. Okay. And then you also love to look at what kind of minerals we're dealing with in terms of doing a, a hair sample.
0: Exactly. So a hair tissue mineral analysis will show our mineral status over a 12-week period. And the reason I like to test through tissue, which I use hair, is because minerals in blood are only going to show a snapshot again, what the minerals are doing. Blood's a transportation mechanism. So it's going to transport these minerals. And sometimes it can show, you know, maybe it shows your minerals are balanced in blood work, but it's not looking inside the tissue. So it can, it's not an accurate representation of exactly what your minerals are doing. So take magnesium for an example magnesium is intracellular it's inside the cell so when you test it through blood it might show normal that just means that it's it's kind of pulling some of that out of the cell it's not giving us a full representation of if we're deficient in the cells and again cellular health that's kind of the basis of everything we want good cellular health and so it can also show us if we have toxic metals in our cells and if we have too many toxic metals or any at all actually that's going to cause us to not have enough mineral the toxins kind of go into the cell and push the minerals out. And then you have mineral deficiencies, you have mineral imbalances, and minerals are spark plugs of life. They really control all the processes in the body, how well your hormones are balanced, how well your thyroid's working, how well you're, you know, if you're in sympathetic or parasympathetic nervous response, if you're in a fight or flight. So it's super important to figure out these minerals and make sure that they're balanced and you're not highly toxic with metals.
1: Hmm. Agreed. And then the gut part. Obviously, all of this is interconnected. You know, if our gut health isn't great, we're going to see hormone issues. We're going to see cellular damage. We're going to see mitochondrial damage. Obviously, if we have heavy metal issues, we're going to see a lot of our hormones are deregulated too. And so what are we looking for when it comes to gut testing?
0: Yeah. So I like to do the microbiome analysis from BiomeFX. And the reason why I do that is because I've done the research on the different companies that are out there. I know there's many different companies. GI map is one, you know, there's a couple different ones, but microbiome labs, I feel has done the research. They have the best technology. They're kind of the forerunners in this market. And so what I'm looking for on these tests is I'm looking to see what your gut. If you're dysbiosis, meaning you have more bad gut bacteria than good gut bacteria, there's so many different viruses and bacteria and bugs and different things. And it's so crazy to me because I'll run these tests. Like, give you an example. Recently, I ran one on a male, animal, working with him and his wife, but he's super healthy. He's like a marathon runner, he eats super clean. And he had like five bugs, like terrible bugs that you even have to kill with antibiotics. There's no other way to kill them. In his guts, And he never would have known that. He was asymptomatic. He thought he was doing super clean, being healthy, but the gut test showed otherwise. And what would happen is some of these bugs actually can cause issues down the road with colon cancers and different things like that. So getting ahead of it, when you're not having symptoms is going to be super important. So I love to run that test on everybody to see where their gut microbiome is. They have more bad guys than good guys and see what we need to do to fix the gut. And as you know, all processes start in the gut, most processes. So if your gut's off, it's going to cause hormonal issues. It's going to cause metabolic issues. It's going to cause immune system issues, all of it. So checking on that gut is very important as well.
1: I agree. I agree. All these tests are so, so critical. So first i want to address what happens you know you get your labs back what do we do with the results i mean i know the answer but let's let's break it up for everybody <laughs> Sure.
0: So first, I want to say, everybody listening, this might sound very overwhelming, and you might be thinking, "That's like, ching, 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 ching. These tests are so expensive." Start where you're, where you can. I always say, start if you can't do all three of these tests, start with the bare minimum. Do a hormone test, see where you're at. Start working on fixing your hormones, or you could even do it backwards. Do a gut test and then do the hormone test. But meet yourself where you're at. I meet my clients where they're at. Start where you can. But then, if you can, if you're somebody who's like, I'm having a ton of symptoms. I want to do with everything I can to figure out what's going on here. So I don't have to struggle with this anymore. Let's throw everything we can at it. So we'll run all three of these tests. And then once we get the results, the packages that I work with, I have one call with me to go over those results. I literally go line by line and I say, this means this, that means this, this means this. And then I write a protocol around that. So I tell people, this is what you need to do. This is what needs to be optimized and fixed. And this is how you do it. And how we do that is through targeted nutrition. So these tests will tell me what nutrition is gonna work best for your body. Are you deficient in certain nutrients, minerals, Different vitamins, are you deficient there? Do we need to optimize here? So it's targeted nutrition. It's more than just eating healthy because like with my example, that man was eating healthy. It's more than that. It's about optimizing your nutrition for your body and figuring out what your body specifically needs. It's targeted supplements. I always start with food first, but then there'll be some holes that usually need to be filled. Sometimes you just can't eat the quantity needed of the food to get what the supplement can give you in that high dose. So take estrogen dominance, for example. Sometimes I'll put somebody on DIM to bring down that estrogen. You have to eat eight cups of broccoli a day to get all the dim you can get from a supplement. Nobody's eating eight cups of broccoli a day. So So targeted supplements and then lifestyle pieces. Are you in adrenal fatigue? What do we need to do to work on your stress? How can we calm your nervous system? How can we calm your, you know, your brain? Or do you have um, a lot of anxiety going on in your brain and in your mind? How do we calm that through lifestyle pieces? So mind, body and spirit, nutrition, nutrition supplements, lifestyle pieces to optimize the body, to fix what is wrong, and to get rid of these symptoms so you can live healthy and feel amazing through your whole entire life.
1: Yeah, no, that makes so much sense. I mean, here's the thing with functional labs, as you know, is that the reason why you're having them run by a functional doctor is they're actually going to create a protocol for you. Very rarely you're going to be able to take those labs and make your own kind of recommendations from them. And so it's going to be a commitment what what's been really interesting to me is I've been talking a lot about labs and and reaching out to a lot of my community. I've been a, not surprised by any means, but how a lot of people are really having a hard time just getting primary labs done, you know. And so it's been really interesting. I I do believe that labs are really the gateway into really understanding what's going on with our body, and I, I really appreciate this conversation because I think it needs to be said, and the conversation needs to be happen that needs to happen that. We really need to advocate for as many labs as we can, and we really need to be open to getting them tested, even if it can't be once a year. And a lot of people maybe maybe cannot make that kind of commitment every single year. But at least if you're struggling with something, you know, we know that the gut is such a big part of it. Go get gut tested. Or if you know hormones are really out of whack. Often it's going to show that we're going to need to do something with the gut anyway, but that getting that information can be so, so, so important. So I just wanted to kind of just acknowledge if you're listening to this and you're thinking like, okay, how do I even make this work? Like I can't, I got insurance and my GP won't run the standard stuff, you know, and that's what I've been hearing so much recently that I just wanted to acknowledge you and just note that you kind of, kind of get to that place. Where it's just important to make the investment in figuring out what's going on um, so that you can go from there. For sure. For sure. And I always tell people, you know, you're going
0: to end up saving money in the long run. So think where can I cut corners so that I can put money towards my health? Maybe it's you're not going to Starbucks once, you know, every couple of days and you're using that money to buy good, healthy foods, or maybe you're, you know, you're not spending money on whatever your guilty pleasure is. Not to say that you can't have a guilty pleasure because I want you to live your life, but maybe you cut back a little bit and redirect those funds into something that's going to benefit your health.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's 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 a reframe. It's really a reframe, and that's why I wanted us to just I wanted to dig into it because I have been noticing in a lot of conversations I've been having recently. Like, I was just on a phone phone with a friend of mine. I'm taking care of a, a friend who's a client right now, and I had a whole list of labs. I was like, go see if you can get as many of these as possible. We can go and order more functional labs as well. But like, let's see if we can get you pay all this money in insurance go see what you can get done. And then we can go from there. Because even on our primary labs, I know we're talking about functional labs today too, but so often you're going to be told everything is normal when the ranges at your, at, you know, kind of the, the standard ranges, especially for women are are not necessarily working in our favor. And so even having a functional doctor, I can't tell you how many, I have people sending me labs. I'm sure this happens to you every day every day they're just like okay this is what i got run i was told everything is fine i do not feel fine and i was like okay well let's just work off of what we have here at the very least and then from there let's figure out what that next step is in more diagnostic lab testing and so often you know people are literally at the like the very end of like let's say it's you know triglycerides they're at 149 you know and over you know and i'm like that's not cool that is not normal just cuz you're not 150 and i honestly feel anyone over 100 i'm concerned and so you know it's it's having a functional doctor who's able to look at these and even your standard labs and say these normals aren't actually normal this should have been a red flag you know fortunately our healthcare system is very much the wait and see you know for instance the couple that you're taking care of right now i'm sure his labs from his normal primary are normal You know, nothing that was queuing up in the gut was definitely wasn't queuing up on his labs, you know, and so to him, everything was fine, you know, from the healthcare perspective. And so then you dig even deeper and you're just like, oh, yes, this will queue up in like 15 years on your other labs, you know, but then that's a little too late. That's diminishing returns right there. And so I wanted to just really point out that even if you are running labs, regular labs, and you're getting the everything is normal talk and you're not feeling super great, I do really want to inspire you to, one, get, in a, get a second opinion. And two, because if you go back to that same doctor, they're going to give you the same rigmarole. They're going to say the same thing to you, okay? Go somewhere else, get a second opinion, and consider, based on that, running those extra labs. So what I'd love to ask you next, and I get, the- here's the thing, it's all bio I understand, right? This guy's gut bugs is not somebody else's, you know, someone else could have a parasite, you know, gut-wise, or someone could have just IBS, or someone could have leaky gut syndrome, you know, whatever that may be, just even in the gut. But have you found, you know, working with so many people over the years, and, you know, in all the research that you've done as well, there are some things that can really help to move the needle. And the reason why I ask this is because I know that people are listening today and thinking, man, I really want to get all these functional labs. I'm just going to have to wait six months, but I feel like crap right now. Is there anything I can do right now to just kind of help move the needle until I can afford to get these labs? And this has been the case. I have clients who are just like, Marisa, I really want the Dutch test. I, really want, I, I don't have 500 bucks right now to pay for that. But is there anything I can do right now and the reason why I said that is that one of the things that you said that you noticed a lot more than ever in labs in the the j- dried urine analysis when you're looking at corticosteroids is that people are on the brink of adrenal burnout, adrenal fatigue. And I, I'd wager that there's a lot more people than even who, what you're seeing. And so that is lifestyle. Not to say that you can't Well, let's be honest, you can't adaptogen your way out of that 100%. And so there's not enough rhodiola in the world that's going to handle if you've got trauma and you have perceived stress issues, you know what I'm saying? Like it'll help, but it's not going to save you from the chronic stress that you're dealing with. And so that's obviously lifestyle modification where we've got to really address. So in your experience, what are some of the tried and true lifestyle modifications that you're offering Whether you've got a full spectrum set of labs or not, are there some things, some trends that continue to come up pretty consistently or no? Mm -hmm.
0: Yes, yes. So I would say, you know, if it's not in your gamut to run these functional labs, you can always look at your symptoms. And if you are feeling lousy, like you said, if you're having issues with sleep or with skin or with digestion, then you can probably say something's going on here. You know, I need to fix it until I can get the functional labs that I need. I would start with the foundational pieces. Take a hard look at your life and say, am I doing these things to optimize my life? So the first thing is proper whole food balanced nutrition. It's the P in my hormone puzzle method. It's the very most important thing. Take a hard look at your diet and get real honest with yourself. Are you eating crap? I mean, I'm sorry. Are you eating fast food every day? Are you drinking lots of alcohol? Are you drinking coffee, you know, by the gallon or by the, the, um, By the venti cup. Yes, yes, by the (laughs) venti cup. Like, are you doing these things that are jeopardizing your health? Because that's only going to fuel your symptoms and make them worse. So start there. Start saying, what can I do to up-level my nutrition? up level my, you know, my hydration, those foundational pieces. Then looking at the stress piece, think, is there anything in my life that's not serving me? What can I remove or put on the back burner during this phase of my life until I can get these symptoms under control? And sometimes you can I always make the joke you can't get rid of your mother-in-law or you probably can't quit your job, but you can put some boundaries in place on how you let those things affect you. So think about how can I put these boundaries in place so I can start to take care of myself and to take care of my health. Sleep is another big one. Look at your sleep. Optimize your sleep. Try to go to bed and wake up same time day and night. Try to get early morning sun in your eyes to start that circadian rhythm process and that serotonin melatonin. Start, you know, get no blue light to minimal blue lights at night to start that melatonin production. Have a really comfortable bedroom. That sounds very basic, but I can't tell you how many people are like their bedrooms are chaos. They've got clothes all over the floor. They've got like a thousand different knickknacks, like No, your body's stressed out when it goes into that room. You need calm and tranquil
1: and... Oh, my God. Especially women. Yeah. (laughs) You need to sleep in there. All you can see is work. All you can see is all the things you need to do. Oh, yeah. I know that. Your husband, maybe not so much. Yeah, I always tell my clients, the bedroom is for sex and sleep and that is
0: it. Nothing else, no watching TV, no folding laundry, no working, like sex and sleep, that's it. Maybe you can read a book in there, but that's the only other thing. Um, but so just really thinking about how you can set those foundational pieces. And and if you're thinking, if you're listening to this saying, I'm doing all of those things and I still feel like shit. Okay, well, how can you up-level? Where's some place where you maybe not are doing 100% where you can up-level and then do that, start there, or maybe you're not doing any of this and you feel super overwhelmed, where can you start one place? One thing you can do tomorrow, maybe you have a healthy breakfast in the morning. That's it, throw, throw some smoothie stuff together and you've got that healthy breakfast. Just do one thing, do one thing better today than you did yesterday and that'll start you on this road until you can get some more functional testing and get some answers. That's a great place to start.
1: I so appreciate that. I really appreciate that because I just want to meet everyone where they're at. Okay, so let's say I came to you I got the functional labs done. I've got my protocols. I'm doing my thing. I'm, I'm doing what you tell me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a straight-A student, okay? So, and then when would you recommend that I retest to look? Would it be 90 days? Would it be less than that? Just to get a sense of what people can expect.
0: Yeah, I base it around symptoms. So we want to watch for symptom reduction. So if you're reducing your symptoms or things are going away, then you are, you know, things that we're doing are working. So I say at least once a year, you get some functional lab testing done, just like you would do traditional blood work. But if you get to that year mark and you are like, all my symptoms are gone, I feel amazing. Maybe you can stretch it to two to three years. But if in six months, you're still having a lot of crazy symptoms, we're still working really hard, we might need to dive a little deeper and do a retest and see if there's something that we might've missed. So I would say six months to a year, if you can't afford that and you're not having symptoms, stretch it all the way to two to three
1: years. Perfect. Okay. That gives me, I was just curious. I know, I know everyone's got their own way of, of kind of looking and assessing. I always think a lot of things can shift in about a 90 day period and then some things don't, some things don't get better. And so, yeah, you got to dive deeper, but I find that if people are consistent with the protocols, they're good, they're, they stay on top of their supplements. They stay on top of whatever those health, those nutritional changes are that you can start to feel even before 90 days, hands down, but like really, really turn a corner. I think that we can, we can be a completely different person 90 days later if we've got the right support. But yeah, I was just curious in terms of if testing was needed, especially because it's so expensive, what would that look like? Just so people know when they go to their practitioner, you know, what they're being told and kind of what, what has been expectation regarding your, your patients. Perfect. I so so appreciate that. That is so helpful. And then the other thing I wanted to just dive back into really quickly is, you know, meeting women, you know, not only for infertility per se, but particularly around good menstrual health. Are there some things that you recommend that, that we should be looking out for when it comes to just good menstrual health? Obviously, my ladies are most, I'm not gonna lie, they are mo- they are mostly in perimenopause and menopause. So menstrual health for menopause, it's gone. But for women in particularly perimenopause, where I feel like the, the pivots and the transition is so, so critical. Like I would say if there was a time in your life to like really... Lock and load the the pivots. It's going to be then. And maybe I'm feeling that because I'm going to be 44 this year. So I'm feeling it like nobody's business. And so what are some things that we should be thinking about as we are navigating um, just keeping good menstrual health, especially as we start to see some ebbs and flows and changes?
0: For sure. So the first thing I would say is make sure you're tracking your cycles so you actually know what it's doing. I can't tell you how many people are not. They have no idea how long their cycles are, no idea when the last one was, no idea if they're ovulating, like nothing. Track your cycles. You want to know the length of the entire thing. You want to know if you are ovulating, learn to read your body signs. Are you getting cervical mucus? If you want to do BBT, you can. Some people find that really tedious, but cervical mucus is the best indicator. You want to do an LH strip, you can do that too. But it's just make sure you're tracking and then lay those foundational pieces. Like I said before, that's just not for overall health. That's for menstrual health, too. What does your diet look like? What is your lifestyle? How much stress are you under your sleep, your environmental toxins, all of that? So make sure you've got those foundational pieces. I also recommend if you're still cycling, maybe you haven't gotten to the point where you're irregular yet, you can do some cycle optimizing, cycle syncing with your foods and your lifestyle pieces where you're giving your body certain nutrients and doing certain exercises during certain times of the month for that cycle to optimize it in that phase that you're in. Um, And that actually correlates to what I'm going to give your listeners. It's going to be a cycle optimizing quick start guide so they can learn how to do that. Um, But yeah, just start to really Optimize your body. Make sure you're getting good, balanced, whole food nutrition. If you need some supplements, you know, I recommend a few for pretty much everybody. And then if you have something you're struggling with specifically, you'll go, you know, a little further into supplements. But definitely everybody needs a good whole food, multivitamin or prenatal. So I don't care how healthy your diet is, you're going to have some holes. Just because of our food supply is not where it needs to be. So having a good whole food, prenatal or multi, having a good probiotic or prebiotic, get that gut health where it needs to be. And then I recommend fish oil to most people because I find most people don't eat enough fish and we're deficient in these fatty acids that we need. So having a fish oil is also important. But just laying those foundational pieces, knowing what your cycle is doing and why, Will help you to optimize it as you go through the change and go into perimenopause and it starts to become irregular. But if you do those foundational pieces, you'll have minimal symptoms and it'll be, you'll feel amazing. Yeah.
1: Yay. I love it. Thank you. That's so helpful. Yeah. I just, again, especially around our cycle, the big one track it. Know if you're ovulating, big one, especially in this particular time where anovulatory cycles are gonna happen. But note, ladies, no ovulation means no progesterone. And you, that's not going to be, eventually it's going to happen, but that's not always a fun ride. And so the more that we can optimize progesterone levels in this phase is so important and note that it just like it takes 90 days to grow that follicle, it's going to take 90 days to get that progesterone back. And so just note, it's a journey, you know, it is a journey when it comes to our menstrual cycle. Um, Okay. So talk to me about the wonderful, you did mention the gift already. So tell me about what you got for us.
0: Yes, so it's a cycle optimizing quick start guide and it'll take you through the phases of your cycle. It also goes through the phases of the moon if you're having irregular cycles or you're not cycling anymore, you're in menopause and it'll show you what foods and what lifestyle pieces to do. Even some supplements are mentioned in there during the four phases of your menstrual cycle to optimize it during that phase. So it's a really, really informative little guide books, full color, I've even got some recipes in there. Um, And then along with that, you get seven days free in my Solving Infertility Summit. So if you have anybody that's struggling with infertility listening to this show, that summit had over 50 experts talking all about fertility and hormones. And Dr. Maritza, I think you were in our first one. So they'll get to see your talk in there. And so they get seven days free of that. And you can grab all of that at coachkayla.com slash essentially dash you.
1: Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure having you come on. Such a pleasure. you getting really real with us about what it looks like to get to the root cause of what is going on. And then, you know, what it can look like if we're not able to do the whole gamut of things, you know? And so I really appreciate that because I know meeting our ladies where they're at is so important. And I know you do such a great job at doing that. And again, congratulations on your PhD. You know, it just, I, I love celebrating women who are doing big things in the world. I love celebrating you. Oh, thank you. I hope that one of your biggest takeaways from this interview today is that you start with the labs that you can run and then build off of those labs with functional labs as needed. I do believe that labs really offer us a window and a baseline to what is going on with our bodies. And we can get a lot of information from the labs that we do run with our normal general practitioner. There's a lot that we can do with those. Now, can we? Go even deeper? Absolutely. Do I go deeper? 100%, right? Because so often there is more things going on. But do the best you can with what you got in the moment that you're in, right? And then you can go further. Now, I'm going to admit, I currently ran a GI map test, and I'm going to be testing my hormones next month. And, you know, it's amazing what we can do with that information, But with that said, I can find that I can make some pretty remarkable changes with the standard blood labs out there, like the ones I mentioned to you earlier. Now, if you want to learn more about Dr. Kayla, I highly recommend grabbing her free cycle optimization quick start guide to learn how to start incorporating cycling optimization into your life. Because even in perimenopause or wherever you're at, unless you're in menopause, if you're still cycling, optimizing your cycle is so critical. And one of the products I'm using right now to optimize my cycle is BIA. Which is a seed cycling company, which is amazing. I am so on the train of optimizing your cycle and your reproductive health for as long as you can. I mean, right until the wheels fall off. And Dr. Kayla has so many great tools to do that. Plus, you can get her free seven-day access to Solving the Infertility Summit as well. Now, if you do want that comprehensive lab testing guide, which literally gives you the most optimal ranges, functional ranges, and gives you insight into what to be looking out for when you get labs done or what to even ask for when you get your labs done, go and grab my comprehensive lab testing guide. It is going to be in the show notes as well, along with Dr. Kayla's links. So I hope that this episode just offered you some insight into what you can do to really solve the puzzle for you. Remember, this show is all about you becoming the CEO of your health. And so if you did get something out of it today, please go take a moment and subscribe to the show and even rate the show. That way more women who are desperately looking for solutions to becoming the CEO of their health, to getting out of any hormone issues, to restoring their metabolic function. I mean, this is a show to do it with. And by you rating it, we can get them here. So take a moment and do that. And until the next episode, have an amazing day.